Hey there, thanks for checking out my podcast. This episode was recorded originally as a video, so if you'd prefer to watch it, head over to my YouTube channel. Otherwise, sit back and enjoy. You know, on YouTube, all these traders, they're always showing you how much money they make with trading. Very few of them are actually talking about the bad trades. And you know what? I thought today we're going to address it head on because many people, many of you, had questions about a bad trade that I'm in. And the bad trade is about Ride, Lordstown Motors. So today I want to show you why I entered the trade in the first place, what went wrong with this trade, how it is hurting my account right now, and what I'm personally doing right now to get out of this. Because many of you ask me, what is your plan? Did you get out of Ride? Are you still in there? And I appreciate all your questions and concerns. So I thought, Let's talk about it while we are having a coffee together. But first of all, let's jump over into my account. The good, the bad, the ugly. That's what I promised in the intro, right? So as you can see, realized profits year to date. I'm sitting at $94,476, almost $95,000. So that's pretty good, right? I mean, for six months and this is on a $250,000 cash account, which I'm using as a margin account. So I have a stock buying power of two to one. So $500,000 in buying power. And you see, all of this would be handy dandy and good if there weren't this one pesky, huge unrealized loss. And this huge unrealized loss comes from one trade ride. I wanna tell you first, quickly, why I got into this, and then I wanna show you what happened, what I've been doing so far, and what I'm planning to do. So let's just go to the chart. And I want to take you back to February. This is February 2021. It's actually mid-February. I am with my kids at a sailing regatta in Florida. We're doing good. I have a few positions on. All is planned. And then this massive snowstorm hits Austin, Texas. Snowmageddon. So what does it mean? It means that we are trapped in Florida. Yeah, boo-hoo, could be worse places to be. Anyhow, I'm there in my RV, it's a 44-foot uh, motorhome, and we are stuck there. And you know what? I'm bored out of my mind. And this is when I start tinkering around with my trading plan. Shouldn't have done it. So I'm entering a trade, and I'm taking it actually with my mastermind group. And I say, you know what? I am going to take an aggressive trade. I'm bored, I, which is never a good idea, right? I uh, don't like to trade the usual trades. There's nothing to do right now. So I want to take a more aggressive trade. And at that point, I liked Lordstown Motors and the story. Again, this is mid-February, way before Hindenburg Report and all the kind of stuff. So I'm selling puts at a strike price of $21.50. And the premium is good. I'm getting some really good premium. Current prices are probably somewhere around $26. And all is looking good. Pretty much the day before my options expire, Hindenburg report comes out and says they have a bunch of orders that are fake, that are not real orders, they're just pre-commitments, their trucks catch on fire. So it's a scathing report and the markets react. As you can see, within a few days, we're we jumping from 24 to around 17. I'm getting a sign and at this point I own 7,000 shares of Lordstown at a strike price of 2150. Now, first of all, this is not a problem at all. 
I'm trading the wheel strategy and this all is part of my strategy. This is where I've been stuck in trades before that went against me. I mean, in fact, right now I am in LVS. We can talk about this in a moment. So anyhow, my plan is as soon as the stocks dips more than 30%, so it has to go down more than 30%, I am flying a so-called rescue mission. And what does a rescue mission mean? A rescue mission means that now I am selling more puts, hoping to get assigned and therefore lowering my cost basis. Now, I, I've talked about these rescue missions uh, quite extensively. So if you're not familiar with it, I'll link to a video in the description or also in the chat here so that you can see what my plan is there. So this all is still according to plan. So according to plan, I am flying a rescue mission at some point when the stock is down more than 30%. So this means that as soon as the stock is here hovering around, so from 21, so we, we need to go down to around $14. So this is where at this point I'm flying a rescue mission and I am selling more puts. I can't remember. I do believe it was for a 10 strike price and I don't want to use all of my buying power for a rescue mission. I like to fly rescue missions in thirds. So instead of going in with 100 contracts, which I would usually do, I'm selling only 30 contracts at a level. I believe it was 10. Not quite sure. I, I can look it up later. Anyhow, so now after I'm doing this and I'm getting assigned, I'm lowering my cost basis to $15.79. So. What does this mean? Well, it basically means that I bought 7,000 shares at 21.50 and I bought another 3,000 shares. Probably I could have been a 10 or 11, not quite sure. Might have been actually a little bit higher. Long story short, I now own 10,000 shares at an average price. So this is the cost basis here, an average price of 15.79. And usually what you see, it is very, very rare that a stock goes down in a straight line. Usually what you see that it is stock is going down, bouncing a little bit back up, down, bouncing a little bit up. This is where often you can apply Fibonacci lines, right? And this is why the Fibonacci tools are so powerful where you see these retracements. However, Ride is one of the rare stocks that does not like to bounce back. Ride is one of these rare stocks that actually does go down almost in a straight line, as you can see here, without ever bouncing back. And that, of course, causes a problem. Because if I'm owning 10,000 shares at a cost basis of 15.79, and now prices are around, what, $9, $10, I cannot sell calls anymore. Now, this is part of my strategy, the wheel strategy that, again, I've been very successfully trading for a long, long time and uh, where I made in realized profits like $95,000. But again, this one here is a bugger. It just does not want to bounce back. Now, it gets even worse because here is why it gets worse. Since I have been flying a rescue mission, let's actually, yeah, with one third where I actually bought another 3,000 shares, I am flying more rescue missions because I still have another two-thirds available for my rescue missions. So I'm selling puts 
30 puts at a time at a level of $8, at a level of $7, hoping to get assigned. What does Wright do? Never goes low enough to actually get me in so that I can lower my cost basis anymore. Now, with my mastermind members, we have been following this trade together and many of my mastermind members have actually been able to get assigned and lower their cost basis. I don't know what happened here. This is just one of these trades where nothing goes according to plan. Well, a few things go according to plan, but here I'm not getting assigned. So this means that my cost basis is still setting at 1579. Right at some point goes all the way down to a low of $6.69. Now, when you have a cost basis of $15.97, you get the idea. Uh, what is the difference here? Is it like $9.90? Is that the difference? Does that sound about right? Let me just do the math really quick. So to be absolute accurate here and say 1579 minus 6.69. It is $9.10. When you have a loss per share of $9.10 and you own 10,000 shares, that is an unrealized loss of $91,000. This is how bad it got. However, I was following my plan because that's what I like to do. I have a plan and I'm following my plan and I'm selling more and more premium. And by doing so, I'm able to collect $14,248 in premium. So yes, I am sitting on an unrealized loss, but then I have realized $14,284 that I collected in premium. That money has been deposited in my account. So I can subtract this. Uh, I can actually divide it by 10,000. So this is uh, around $14.28. So I'm deducting this from my cost basis to get at a break even. This is not absolutely correct here. Let me just correct this. $14.37. Close enough, close enough, right? I mean, 1437, I've wrote down 1439. You get the idea here. Okay, so this is where my cost basis is. And now the magic happens. Now the magic happens and Ride actually pops up. Ride pops up to $15.80. And this was just earlier this week. So a few days ago, I think two days ago, three days ago, Something like this. Now, the key question here is that you might ask, okay, did you get out? Did you get out? No, I did not. And there are actually two reasons for it. And I want to show you exactly why. Reason number one, when that happened, I wasn't in front of my computer. I'm not watching the stocks all day long. Usually my trading routine is such that I'm only looking at the markets for 30 minutes in the morning. And after this, I'm walking away. I'm doing other stuff. I'm living my life. I'm not glued to the computer. So I did not see when Ride went all the way up to $15.80. And I did not see when shortly after this, it crashed all the way down to $11. So I didn't see it. Reason number two, and this is super important. So let me explain this to you. According to my plan, and uh, let me just go out of here. According to my plan, I am selling calls against my existing position. And I sold 
100 options, 100 calls at $15.50. These are covered calls because I own 10,000 shares and I sold 100 calls that expire this Friday. And this Friday would be 6.11. Now here is what happens when the stock jumps up. What happens to call options? If you know options, then you know that as the stock goes up, these call options become worth more money. So this is why I'm making money on the stock. So on the stock, yay, I'm making money. And on these options, before expiration, I would lose money. Part of the game, part of the game. So let's actually go to the trading platform to see how much these options were down when this happened. So they went as high as a dollar seven. So a dollar seven means that on the option, I would lose $10,700, even though right now with the stocks, I would be at break even. So even if I was, if I were in front of my computer at this time, I might not have liquidated it because if I had, I would have still suffered a $10,000 loss. Obviously, duh. Yeah, everybody can say now, my Marcus, you should have done this. Yeah, of course. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. See, in hindsight, we are all the greatest traders. So what happened here? We had positive momentum. This was all before the report with the SEC was filed and it looked good, right? I mean, Lordstown Motors just announced that they will take their Lordstown week virtual, that they let the whole world see what is going on. And just look at this chart. I mean, I don't know how good you are at chart reading, but even if you just know some simple chart reading, you see that we have a solid one, two, three formation here, right? And we broke above number two. So just from a chart formation standpoint, this is a solid uptrend. Also, you know that I like to use my indicators and the three indicators that I like to use according to the PowerX strategy are RSI, Stochastics, the MACD. So all of this looked really, really good. And this is where we saw that right has been in an uptrend. But then the news hit. And of course, you can never factor in the news and went all the way down. So this is where right now. What do I do? Because that's the next question, right? And again, I, I appreciate all of your comments uh, from those of you who said, you should have gotten out earlier. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, again, in hindsight, got it. I'm pretty sure that you might have been stuck in a trade where somebody told you, well, you should have gotten out much earlier. <laughs> Has this ever happened to you? I mean, I'm just curious. Honestly, when I looked at the chart at this point, when I was actually, when everything was going on, it looked good. So yesterday we had the highest volume ever. So what am I doing right now? I am aggressively selling calls at or slightly below my break even. And this is how right now, I mean, currently I can just show you, I have an order in the market here. Let me just show you. So I have an order in there to basically roll this week's. So for this week that expired tomorrow, I still have a 15 call. So this will expire worthless. By doing so, it will add another $1,000 to the existing 14,000 something dollars, right? So this is good. It brings me up to more than $15,000. And now the next thing that I want to do here is for next week, sell the 14 call. 
And my idea here is that for this, I would like to achieve a credit of 50 cents. Now, a little bit earlier today, there was a credit of 35 cents available. Now, just to let you know, a credit of 50 cents means for the size that I'm trading, $5,000, $5,000. Now, tomorrow, depending on what Lordstown does tomorrow, I'm willing to lower it to $3,000. You see, if I can make $3,000 per week on Lordstown Motors, that will be good. Obviously, I know that there is a good possibility that Lordstown can go further down. I also know that there's a really good possibility just looking, trade what you see, not what you think, right? I mean, I even have a mug made like this. So let, let's just talk about what we see here. I'm switching to a five minute chart. And on a five minute chart, we saw yesterday that there was a massive move. We went from $10 to almost $13. This is $10, this is $13. On some rumors that they might have secured funding. Hope is not a strategy. I'm not hoping that they will secure funding. But here's what I see. I see that if there is a small pop, and at this point, the pop might only be, right now we are trading at 10.59. So if it is from 10.59 to 11.50, the 14 call option will double in value. And this is when I can possibly, instead of $3,000, bring in $6,000 or $8,000 per week. Now, what does this do? It lowers my break even to a point where I can get out with maybe a small loss. And you see, for the size that I'm trading, for me, a small loss, I discussed it with my head coach, uh, Mark Hodge earlier, would be around $20,000. That's a fairly small loss for me. That would be absolutely okay. See, based on uh, $250,000 in cash, uh, $20,000 is less than 10%. So it's like an 8% hit on my account. If I'm basing it on the margin of 500,000, it would be a 4% hit. It really depends on how you see it. You see, some of you might do it based on the cash. Others might do it on the margin. So that's what I'm looking for. So let's go back and see where we stand right now. So as of now, right, the stock is down $51,000. You see it here. And I collected $14,284 in premium. So right now I'm down $36,000. So it's not too bad. I mean, yes, let's face it. That's not nice. $36,000 based on my account size is uh, what? Around 15%. It's not nice, but it's manageable. I mean, think about, it. have you ever done a trade that took down your account by half or by even more? I mean, in the beginning of my trading career, I did super stupid trades. I mean, I was stupid. I was acting stupid. Let's say it like this. I was placing trades that really brought my account down by 50 to 60%. So even if right now I would get out of this, $36,000, $37,000, not nice. It is not wiping out my account. And again, my plan here is, if you go back to a five minute chart, just so that you see it, what I'm looking for right now are these pops. Are these pops where we go from $10.50 to $11.50? Because the implied volatility that is governing options premium for right is kind of off the chart. Right now, 
if you look at the implied volatility on the right hand side, it is 242%. Two days ago, it was 300 and 400%. One trade that I entered today was AA Alcoa. This is where the implied volatility is between 50 and 60%. That is normal. Now, the higher the implied volatility, the higher the option premium. And as an option seller, this is what it means, right? And this is good for me because I am an option seller. What I noticed earlier today and yesterday is as soon as we see a $1 pop, which again, happens all the time. And this is where it kind of, uh, it's not that nice. I have to watch it a little bit more throughout the day, which is really not my style. I really don't like to obsess about stocks. I don't know about you. I like to go on with my life. But here, since right now we are really in trouble and uh, I have to get out of this trade, this is my goal here. Again, with the hopefully small loss, we shall see. This is why I'm looking right now for these pops, because honestly, this little pop for the size that I'm trading this year is probably worth to me around $1,000. And currently, every $1,000 helps. So right now, the loss is around $35,000. Once I'm getting to a loss of $20,000, I'll be fine. Tomorrow, another $1,000 is being added to the realized profit. So I'm going from $14,284 to $15,804. And then the idea is right now to sell the 14 call. And by selling the 14 call, I would probably make $5,000. Now, why would I sell the 14 call if my break even right now is $14.39? So why would I sell a 14 call? Doesn't that mean that I'm losing money? No, because for this, I'm bringing in 50 cents. So this lowers my break even to $13.89. This is what is currently happening. And I, I really appreciate you being here. And I know that many of you left comments underneath my video uh, being really concerned for me. I appreciate your concern. Trust me, I'm doing fine. This is not ruining me or, I don't know, change my living style. Yeah, it would suck if I, if I lost $20,000, but it'll probably honestly take me four to six weeks to make back that money. This is why I've shown you earlier, thus far I'm sitting in $95,000 in realized profits, but let's see how it goes. All right, that's it for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. And if you could do me a huge favor and rate it, that would mean a lot to me. Just leave a five-star rating and let others know what you think about the podcast. Also, you can go to rockwelltrading.com social, where you'll find links to all of my social media accounts, as well as event info, blogs, and other cool updates I have for you. Thank you so much for listening, and remember to join me next time. Until then, have a great time, and I'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.